This episode of Rubitoon's Insignificant Podcast brought to you by In the Corner Time. Ever felt lonely? Good. You've been in the corner too long. Time to come out. Back to you, Robotuner. Listen to Robotuner's Insignificant Podcast every Sunday at 7 o'clock. Live! Bye! Wait, 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 wait. Say that. That stuff's getting really large, too. Matt told me to tell everybody that he has a really stubby dick. Broadcasting with no real intentions from Fort Worth, Texas. It's RoboTuner's Insignificant Podcast. Occurrence 73. For Sunday... May the 29th, 2016, in the year of the guy who lifted Simba up in the air after he was born. His name was Rafiki. In the year of Rafiki? The baboon. That's not a monkey. What the hell? Why is my music still playing? You're the conductor of this train. Goddamn thing's in a loop. Okay, there it goes. (laughs) What the hell? I should have spot-checked that better. (laughs) Greetings. Robotuner coming at you from Castle Fujiwa. Back again with that low-budget podcasting style for your listening, enjoyment, amusement, disgust, or all of the above. Take your pick. Joining me once again across the table from me is my existing romantic life partner, Shelly. Yo, 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 yo. And... The infected shrapnel wound that you acquired in battle overseas. Special K. Welcome. Oh. Welcome, welcome. Hey, you know what I found out about uh, Special K, the name? What? It's also a name of a rape drug. A rape drug? Mm-hmm. I knew there's a drug called it. I thought it was similar to that of uh, like speed or meth. So is it like Rohypnol? I don't know. We were looking at uh, date rape drugs, or Alex was for some reason. I Alex, why would you Oh, he do was that? in Worth the Wait at school. Okay. Where they teach him to wait. And they were going over some of the the date rape drugs, and one of them was called Special K. Yeah? <laughs> I bet he snickered whenever he heard that name in class. <laughs> <laughs> Our my, intern. My dad's a date rape drug. <laughs> well, the reason why I mention um, infected shrapnel wounds is because tomorrow is the... Fallen Service Men and Service Women Remembrance Occasion of Celebratory, also known as Memorial Day. And I'm sure that several that we may remember have received such wounds or had received such wounds in battle. Well, you know, in the spirit of Memorial Day, do do you have a story about a loved one that was in the military? Um, my grandfather from my mother's side was in World War II. He was in the Army. I don't remember what, um, I don't remember, uh, what his position was or if he was like a pilot or if he was infantry or radio operator or what. I've never, he died when I was 12, so I never really got the chance to ask him because, you know, when I was a kid, I just, that stuff was, I didn't understand the concept of any of that. Right. Um, I don't know. That's a question for my mom. Um, but my, I do know, well, on the subject of World War II, my grandparents, uh, actually my great-grandparents from my mother's side, her mother, they came over 
to the U.S. to get out of uh, uh, to get out of Pol uh, from Poland, and it was just a couple of years before Hitler came into power. And of course, you know, he invaded Poland uh, as one of the first countries whenever he established the Third Reich. Mm. So they got out of there right before that happened, or a couple of years before. You know, our granddad <clears throat> on my dad's side was in World War II. He was a second lieutenant. Mm-hmm. He was in the Battle of the Bulge. Actually met Patton. Yeah. He was a uh, alumni from uh, Texas A&M in 19... I think he went back after the war, didn't he, Shell? Uh, I don't think so. I thought I heard. <laughs> I thought he did because I remember at his uh, he, eulogy at his funeral they, yeah, he that left he school. went back oh. in after. Okay. Yeah, he, he left school to go to war and then came back out. And then... Uh, yeah, my, my Aunt Donna's sticking her head in and shaking yeah. her head yes. He did, okay. And then uh, my grandfather on my mom's side... Was a sergeant. Was uh, a sergeant in Korea. But he was, uh, what was he, master sergeant? That's what he was, three up, three down. Yeah, and I know that your uncle also served in, World, uh, I'm sorry, in Vietnam. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my dad did. My dad was one of the lucky few that did not get drafted. He was ready to go, too. He didn't have anything going for him at the time, so he thought, why the hell not? You know, young and stupid is what he called to call himself. But he actually came down with pneumonia the a couple days before he was supposed to report to um, report to the recruiting office, and he didn't wait, and he was too sick, and he was underneath the minimum required wait to go over there. And they told him to come back in a week, and he wasn't well yet, and he weighed the same, so... After that, they didn't call him again. Oh, wow. So my dad got really lucky. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, to those of you who served in the military, that's uh, I really uh, appreciate what y'all have done. Yeah, and not just not just for the military. It's for any of the armed forces out there. And plus, well, not – plus, I don't want to discount the our local or state police either or uh, sheriff's departments. Anybody who's served. Yeah. Memorial Day just doesn't have to be about the military active or military reservists. Those people put their lives on the line, too. Well. Yes, and plus it's a good day to have barbecue, which that's what we had today, too. And my sister actually came by and made us some pretty damn good mustard greens. And fried green tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And dirty rice, too. She made us that. Very dirty, good. She made us some dirty, dirty rice. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of my sister, she is going to, well, she and her husband um, are, which they got married a little over a year ago, a year and a half ago. They're at, they're actually having their official wedding in two weeks, and it's Mad Hatter, uh, Mad, Mad Tea Party themed. Oh, wow. And they're asking for everyone to come in costume. And I've actually decided what my costume is going to be because it's I don't really have to spend any money on it. I'm going to go as Bigby Wolf from the Fables comic. And for those that are gamers out there, you may have played the Telltale games A Wolf Among Us. He is the main character. What do you mean you're not going to spend? What are you going to do? I do? All I have to do is just get a white button up uh, office shirt, roll up the long sleeve, roll up the sleeves, buy a pack of candy cigarettes, and then just not shave for at least a week. And then just comb my hair back a certain way. So what? It, what am I gonna go as? I don't know. You haven't given Maybe me you any ideas. Maybe you gotta go as a pack of candied cigarettes. <laughs> so I can smoke her. I do That's that weird. on a regular basis. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, 
You smoke me? <laughs> Tell me how this works. I smoke you on our show every single week whenever oh, you, you try s- to whenever you try I to do. dig into dig your talons into me. You're right. You smoke me so bad that oh, oh that's, that's right. We play cricket cuz you're retarded. <laughs> that's it. Since I mentioned talons, you can go as a griffith. A griffin. Like Peter Griffin? No. <laughs> You the think mythologi- I should go as Peter Griffin? The mythological creature. I should go as Peter Griffin. You should go as Lois or maybe maybe Peggy Bundy. I'm not going as Peggy any of them Bundy. people. <laughs> you go as Peggy Bundy. No. I told you, I've already made my pick. <laughs> I'm going to make you a pick. Well, <laughs> and not only that, they're also going to have a wrestling ring there. I don't know how the hell that's going to work out. <laughs> If it's there, though, that'll be a lot of fun. It does look like your sister's lost a little weight, though. Yeah. She's lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I didn't want to say that because... She wants to hear that. You should have said it. Now, First of all, I'm socially retarded, and yes. I don't know when to say stuff. So, so now, I just end up not saying it. So <laughs> now you just suck, okay? <laughs> I would. You know what? It, it's better... No, he doesn't. It's better to close your mouth and be thought of as a fool than open it and remove all doubt. Whatever. Shut up. No, I Nobody think Nobody asked you. Just because you're 18 doesn't mean you know anything. What? Oh, okay. I thought that was intern saying that. I didn't know it was your boy. Uh, anyway, there's there's that. And other than other than catching up on Dare on episodes of Daredevil on Netflix, which were finally on season two. I had my gig last night, my highly anticipated gig at the Grotto in Fort Worth with... Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to do. Yep, with Mean Motor Scooter, Dangeroo, and the Sex Rhinos. Speaking of that, yesterday when I was sitting next to Brooke... My singer's wife. Yes. Yep, oh my bad. She leaned over and showed me her phone, and there's a local newspaper called DFW Weekly. FW Weekly, yes. Sorry, go on. Anyway, so, um, so we we went to the website and it said the top five shows that need to be seen this weekend. And guess whose show was listed there? Just guess. Mm, the Sesame Street revival. No. The uh, Sesame Street Live. <laughs> That's no. fresh. No. Um, are you going to say or are we going to just play the guessing game? Well, I was wanting to play the guessing game, but since you're being I'm a jerk. I'm thinking it's the Confounded. It was. It was the Confounded show. It was number four on the list of top five shows in the DFW area to go see. It was. They even had a f- funny bit about the Sex Rhinos name. Uh-huh, they did. <laughs> I showed their bassist. <laughs> And it was actually, honestly, I think that this lineup was the best. Also, they played with Dangeroo. Now, I li- I liked Dangeroo from the very beginning because I, I thought, oh, this is perfect for them to play together because their music is not necessarily similar, but it's... They complement each other. Yes. Yeah, we do. Okay. So, last night, they played a new song, and it sounded like they were more... Uh, practice like they practiced a lot. It was a really good show for them, and I wanted to tell them what, that last night, but I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, they get tighter every time we see them. Yeah, I think. I think yeah, and I think that they're taking a lot of cues from you guys because they're starting to identify the other s- groups and saying, you know, coming up next, 
It's going to be sex rhinos, the confounded, and mean motor scooter. So, then, um, then there was the sex rhinos. And then after the sex rhinos, of course, the confounded. And I'm really started swampy. And what's that last song? What's it called? Not You're Gone. Or the one before words? Yes. Uh, You're Gone. You're Gone. Yeah, that's um, going to be on our new EP also. I'm really starting to like You're Gone more. Uh, Swampy is really good. Really, really good. Um, and then Mean Motor Scooter. And I really dig their stuff. Yeah, they're very fast and angry and just loud. Yeah. So it, you guys... And they do it well. Everyone in this lineup complement each other really well. And I thought, this would be a great show to always play. But then I got to thinking, how are you guys going to get a diverse audience if you only played with these four groups? So it wouldn't work. But I always, I think it's a great idea. Well, I mean, that goes without saying. I mean, whenever you, whenever you play the same clubs with the same two, three, or more bands, I mean, yeah, people are going to get tired of it really, really fast. Yeah. Because they know they're going to hear mostly the same stuff. But that, it was a good mix of bands last night. They were all they're all great, and we had played. This is my first time to play with Main Motor Scooter, mm-hmm. which I was really really amped about. How was the audience? The audience was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty deep in there. Was it uh, per- as good as last time? I would say for the size that the grotto is, I would say yeah. Cool. Because the grotto, it's. Like floor for people to stand and watch a band is smaller than uh, Lola's, so and it filled up. Everybody was there and, and cheered the confounded, and it was a really great show. It's like you guys are building momentum. I can't wait to see you guys get more popular. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm hoping so too. We got some cool plans in the works outside of playing, of course, in our whenever to be released EP. <laughs> I think what you need, what you need to do, is just get a box of old panties, and just start throwing them up on the stage. That's weird. You need to get some used to it. I'm right? not doing uh, that. That's gross. Not used panties, just old panties. Those are used if they're old. Uh, like granny panties. Well, then go get a box of new ones. Who cares? So, do you think I should? Get, what size should I get? A great big, you know, big. Well, panties. go to the band members and see what they like. If they're chubby chasers, then get the big ones. That is so weird. I'm not doing it. <laughs> well, she already knows uh, what one of the band members likes as far as women shape preference. Excuse me, Josh. What, what kind of underwear would you like me to throw at the stage? I'm talking about myself, he, not his Josh. His face would be like, what the? What are you smoking? <laughs> he doesn't know how to respond to a lot of uh, a lot of humor like that. And then Brooke would be, her mouth would be like, <laughs> what so are you talking about? And you don't think that would be what the fukara? You don't think that would be funny at all? Not at all. I mean, I'm sure it would be hilarious to see their face. I think yeah. that'd be funny as crap. But I wouldn't do it though. Well, then don't do it. Just ask them. Get a poll. Hey, we're looking at maybe throwing some underwear on the stage during your set. <laughs> uh, what what underwear would you prefer that we send? Would you rather us throw, you know, thongs or granny panties? Or la- lingerie, <laughs> like really sleazy lingerie, <laughs> really sleazy lingerie. like a red lace bra, or licorice underwear. You know, I mean, licorice, licorice thongs. Like, 
Matt's like, send it my way. Throw <laughs> those licorice thongs to me. He takes a big bite out of them on the stage. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I think it'd be funny to see their faces. He'll get the herps on his mouth. <laughs> herps. It tastes like licorice, sweat, <laughs> and menstruation. Gro- oh, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Get a pair of panties mm. and throw some ketchup in the crotch. And th- <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are gross. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, that's all I got. So, Special Thank K, God. what's new with you this week? Uh, Other than uh, dodging commercials to go on to the next <laughs> song. <laughs> uh, nothing's really new this week. You know, I'm just uh, really haven't done a whole lot in the past couple of weeks. You know, I'm having a really hard time getting into work because, you know, there's, there's so many things. I don't know if I'm going to have a job, and, and they keep telling me to act like we're going to have a job. And I'm telling you, I'm having a really hard time actually wanting to do stuff, you know? Yes. Because uh, it's, it's like uh, if I bust my ass and get a project done, they're just going to, we're just going to be dissolved a couple of months later. There's a possibility of it anyway. Right. So it's really hard for me to go. Well, you know, I'm going to work my ass off for no reason. I, I just came from that situation where for months I was being told, no, 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 your job's going to be fine. And then I knew secretly it wasn't um, So the you, whole you time. find yourself just doing just enough to get by. And well, I don't like that feeling either. But I think it, while I was in the secret part of it, I was mad because I was like, why won't they just freaking tell me? If they tell me, I would be happier. Like, I would be like, okay, I have an opportunity to go find another job. I have an opportunity to do this, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's just it. They don't want to tell everybody because they're afraid that everybody's going to go off and get another job. And there's a whole bunch of work that needs to get done that's not going to get done. Right. But if, if they had told me and did what they did, like they did, I would have stayed for a little bit longer while they needed me. Yeah, but I, I mean, still would have had an opportunity. But see, they they finally told me, and they kept me, but they told me that I would have a job till June, and I was like, okay. And then at the end of uh, at the end of April, they're like, two weeks before April's over, they're like, you're not going to have a job at the end of the month. So, good luck. Yeah, I that's the way I feel like it's going to go for me too. I I I was telling some coworkers this week. You know, I would just rather know. Right. Hey, you're not going to yeah. have a job. Hey, you're going to have another jo- a job for another five years. I would sleep better. That's the not knowing that's killing me. Yeah. But anyway, so that's that's all I've been dealing with is just a little, little bit of uh, just hesitation to do my job. Well, yeah, and plus I'm sure it affects you a lot differently than it does to either Shelly or myself for for when I've been in situations too because you've been with the same. Em- same employer for what 17 years it's 15 this year yeah wow yeah and I, I don't remember being in another job you know i was thinking the other day i get up i go to work i sit in my big old office that's a huge office yeah but it it's, it's not really nice it's just right. really big it's like i love uh, wood like panel <laughs> wood paneling everywhere water drips from the ceiling Sometimes I feel like the uh, the guy on Office Space where they sit him down in the oh base- Milton yeah they sit him down in the basement with a can of roach spray yeah <laughs> okay but it's my stapler get my stapler it's my stapler I love that show God, and I love also show. the meeting room is your office as well so it doubles as not just your office but a, a meeting room 
Well, that's just the IT meeting room. Nobody goes in there but me and my guys. Yeah, but my even still. Two other employees. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but anyway, that's that'll resolve itself, and I'll just be glad when it does. Yeah. Well, at least in your case, Shelly, your silver lining is that you start a new job this week. I do. I start one on Wednesday. Whoop. I got... I, w- I went to my interview on Tuesday, and I was greeted. I was way early, but I was like, I'm just going to go in. I don't care. And I was greeted by the, I guess, the manager of the whole place, and he was in a ch- t-shirt, t-shirt and jeans. And I was like, what the heck? So we went into the meeting room, and two other people came in. So there was three. I was in a panel interview, which I just got through doing that with my old job, so it was no big deal to me. But then a fourth guy walked in, and I was like, four people are interviewing me for a customer service position? And so I was like, okay. So I was like, I can, I can do this. I can handle it. And then um, in, the mi- like, in the middle of the meeting, one of the other first guys, the first guy I met, he left. And that just left three. And the guy who was interviewing me, and I don't know his name, but it's good because I'm not going to mention it anyway in the middle kept asking me all the hard questions and it's I felt like I felt like he didn't like me I felt like he didn't think I was qualified enough for the position and I was like look you know I I did everything that you're asking me I did that in my old job you know I would log on to computers and get inside their computer to try to figure out what they're looking at because in my experience when you're working in a customer service environment and your customer can't access what they need to. It's because they have limited skills with the computer versus Where's the any key? Yeah, where's the any key? So Press any, any key. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I said I used to log on to their computers all the time. And then I told him I, I threw you under the bus. I was like, my brother, he's the webmaster for the company he works for. And so he's taught me. Webmaster, system administrator, network administrator. Right. And I was like, he's taught me a lot. And I'm also a gamer. I have my own computer equipment at home. Blah, 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 blah. And you know they're going to be a cool panel if their next answer is, really, a gamer? What games do you play? Yeah, it's exactly what (laughs) they said. It's exactly what games do you play? And I said, well, I go, I play MMORPGs. I go, I don't play WoW, but I do play Repels and EverQuest. And I said, but I'm really upset right now because they just announced that EverQuest is not going to continue and I cannot play the new EverQuest game. So I was very sad about that. The landmark's going to continue, but Next is gone. Yeah. Right. EverQuest Next is gone, but Landmark is still there. So, which we still have access to if we ever want to play it. Yeah. So anyway, th- those are the questions I said. I can't play FPSs because I get dizzy and sick, <laughs> or I would 100% play those. You know, Felicia Day said the same thing in the guild. Did she? Yep. <laughs> I didn't even remember yeah, that. That's in the, yeah, it's in the first or uh, second season. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll have to watch it Maybe you ought to take some Demerol and try one out. You know, that's a good idea. Uh, whenever I play uh, Guitar Hero, I have to sit to the side because the screen rolls. Guitar Hero gives me really bad vertigo. Yeah. I don't have a problem with Guitar Hero, and most first-person shooters are okay. This is the ones where, for instance, like Grand Theft Auto V, when mm-hmm. you go into first-person mode and you're driving, mm-hmm. that makes me sicker than a dog. I have to stop. Yeah, I, I can't. I have to stop and go get out of that first-person mode because I'm going to yak if I don't. Right, and I can't. 
I cannot. Like, Matt will be playing, and I'll be like, I, he'll go watch, baby, and I'm like, I can't. Minecraft. Oh, I, I can't, can't do Minecraft. My, you know what Minecraft reminds me of? Is playing uh, uh, Wolfenstein 3D. Yep, same graphics engine. Yeah, Pretty similar. That Wolfenstein used to make me so sick because it was like, I don't know what, I don't know what the difference is. I could sit there and play Modern Warfare 2 all day long or the Modern Warfare series and be okay. But the minute I get on to, like, you know, mine, Minecraft or, or anything like Grand Theft Auto 5 in first-person mode, and I'm blah. Let me ask you See, this. Do they you, never affected me like that. None of them ever have. Do you get the sweats or something? Or it makes you feel real. Your head just goes, like it cinches. I just get a really bad headache, and I start feeling. Sweaty. Do you start getting the sweats? I don't think I get sweaty. I do. But I've always been really car sick, you know? Yeah. I have to stare at the horizon or I get the, go I get to the sleep. sweats, like, right here on my forehead. And then I feel this real, like, a pinch in my head. And I'm like, I can't do it. I can't I can't do it. Yeah, you know what kills me is when I, but I really want to read or play on my computer in the car. And about two seconds in, it's like I'm fine. I'm just fine. And then mm-hmm. when I realize that it's hitting me, mm-hmm. that's when I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be sick. And i got to shut everything down. Mm. So, anyway, what I didn't know was halfway through my interview, they were already texting the recruiter and telling the recruiter, we love her, we want her, we love her, we want her. That is awesome. You never told me that. Let's let's hope that that was all ambiguous and not like... No, they didn't mean it like (laughs) that. One of the questions they asked me was, how do you feel working with an all-male staff? Because... Apparently they don't. I have love to jump on an all-male staff. <laughs> that is so. What? What's anyway, and I was like, well, you know, I've worked in service, and I. And as That's a, a huge insult towards me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I said I've worked in service departments of dealerships, and as a warranty administrator, I I worked with mainly males, so it doesn't phase me. And that brings us to our next conversation that I had with Kenneth. Which I Special think this K. Is totally true. I'm sorry. I'm backing what I'm saying. Was I part of this? No, you didn't know about this conversation. Okay. I called Kim and Kenneth to let them know that I had the job. And I called Kim first, then I called Kenneth. Which is his wife. And I told him what they said, and he goes, Well, that's a good job for you. And I was like, Why? And he goes, Because you don't really get along with females. Which she doesn't. Yes, I do. Not as well as you do males. And we already been through this, and I already won, so shut you up. Did well, well, you did not win. You did not win. All females secretly hate each other. They all, they're all in competition. That I, is not true. I think that she gets along better with males. I think that's always been the case. Why do you think that? Because I've never heard not one time you ever tell me a story about how you and a male counterpart... Got into a fight at work. Mike and I get in fights all the time. No, those aren't fights. Come on. Plus, you've never worked with Mike. Yes, I have. Where? I got him Oh, wait, that's right. As a porter. Yeah. That's right. That was years ago before I even met you. Yeah, we never fought. Hmm. You never fought. We we never fought like that, but I mean, we get into our arguments. But not like you do with women. That's what I'm saying. I don't even understand why you're upset about this. Okay, first of all, I never fight with my friend Cindy. 
Okay, she's the exception to the rule, I guess. I never fight with my friend Lauren. How many girls have you fought with, though? That's the point. I fought well, I'm with... not talking about the girls okay. you haven't fought with. Here's the deal. All right. All right. Here's what it is. I have a very few people that I did not get along with. That was... Cr- I can't say her name. And... I'm not asking for a person. I'm asking yeah. for a number. A number. One, two... Six, seven, eight, nine, thirty-five, thirty-six. Hold on. There are guys that I didn't get along with either. Okay. How many? What's the guy-to-girl ratio? Equal. No, I doubt it. I had set. No, I'm serious. I had a boss who did not like me. I'm not talking about bosses because that's that's a totally different subject altogether. You're just talking about coworkers, peers, peers, coworkers, coworkers. Okay. There were several guys that I didn't get along with. I, I still think you get along better with guys. I really do. Whatever. I don't really understand what's so offensive about that statement. Because I think that overall, overall... Do you think that in some way makes I you try a bad to get, person? I try to get along with everybody, overall. I We all try to get along with everybody. But I don't want I just people trying to rule my life, like telling me, hey, can you go do this, Take and taking advantage of me. So I don't allow yeah. that. Okay, and I don't allow people to tell me who I am and what I need to do with my life. I have no problem with that. That's okay, not even so the I mean, people it, it, that I have let go out of my life have tried to do that. Now, there are some, not everybody, there are some girls where we're just so busy in our own lives that we can't get together as often. Like my friend Lauren, I love her. I want to spend a lot of time with her, but she lives across the 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 city and she's always busy and has a new baby. We're just gonna have to agree to disagree on this point. I'm throwing you in the garbage. Yeah. Whatever. I just think you have a lot more in common with guys in some cases. I agree with you on you, that. Girls don't understand the whole game. Lot not all girls. There's an exception to the rules, but most girls do not understand the whole concept of a gamer. That's true. Why they play games? Why they waste their time on it? I've heard it a million times. You get along with guys a little better because they understand that concept. Right. And, I mean, I don't feel like it's a waste of time. A lot of females are getting, are um, more inclined to play mobile games, casual mobile games from what I've seen. Yeah, like Candy Crush. Yeah. Ugh. I think I don't think I've ever seen a, of all the damn uh, mobile game notifications that are linked with Facebook, I th- 99% of them come from females. And you know what's funny is... Uh, RoboTuner and my first date was at the main event in the Grapevine. Main event and Wait. we played video games the whole time. Yep, it's a one of those big entertainment complexes with bowling, laser tag, pool. We didn't do the tag. Arcade games. But we did the arcade They have darts, games. too, and the darts are pretty good. They have darts? Yeah. I've never oh. seen a dartboard there. Well, hmm. that's because we went to Grapevine. They, they go to the one in South Fort Worth. Oh. Me and my wife went on a date out I've there. never been to that we one. We played darts and pool. That's our favorite thing. We suck at it, but we play. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you just <laughs> staring at me like that? Because are you going to say anything? No. Well, no, I, I already said what I was going to say. I haven't been to the one in South Fort Worth, only the one in the Grapevine. It's because Special K farted, and I was going to see if he'd say something. Well, no, I can't hear it over the music I and farted us talking. off mic, okay? We're all wearing <laughs> headsets, so. Whatever. And why so, would you point that out? 
Until they it's not like it came up on the mic. It did. I bet a million bucks. You'll be able to pinpoint when he farted because I heard it. Yeah, there'll be a large silence afterwards. I'll You'll be able to pinpoint <laughs> it. I'll listen for it in post tomorrow when I'm editing this shit. Are you going to edit out my fart? No, I'm not going to edit it I out. Think I think I want you to accentuate no, it. No. <laughs> I'm going to turn up the gain on and isolate it <laughs> and to I make sure that it's heard over everything. And I want you to say this Even is the monkey's where, track. I want can, you to come in can, with your well, second track and say, this is where he farted. Can I get a, <laughs> can I get a, <laughs> can I get a stunt fart so instead of all that awkward <laughs> silence, it's just one long fart throughout the whole thing? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Weren't you going to say something? <laughs> Actually, it was like, why are you staring at me? Weren't you going to say something? Oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. So with that, let's do your fun facts. All right. Fun facts. I'm ready. Zookeepers in England had to learn French in order to speak to baboons coming from a French zoo. Because the animals didn't respond to English commands. That's, ah. that's hilarious. Know, that's an interesting fact for the year of the monkey. Yep, I thought so. Research shows that thinking about money makes people more determined and focused, but less sensitive to the needs and feelings of others. I can see that. When two teenagers at a San Francisco art museum decided to put a pair of glasses on the floor as a prank, visitors thought it was a piece of modern art. <laughs> admired it, pondered its meaning, and took pictures. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That's a new kind of stupid right so there. So hold on, hold on. So that means if I put a piece of poop on the floor and like maybe a little label next to it, people will look at it? I totally think you should wait till Shiner drops another nugget outside, mm -hmm. put it on a paper plate, take it up there, and just set it on a table. <laughs> put a little thing next to it. Put a little thing it. that says, give it a name, like uh, Shiner's Nugget. Coup de flamage. Shiner's Nugget. Hey, on that same subject, I've seen a meme go around on Facebook where it's a naked dude like shitting blue paint onto a canvas. <laughs> <laughs> what? I've never seen that Yeah. One. That's funny. That is funny. All right. An orca killed a great white shark near California's Farland Islands in 2000. The smell of the dead shark's carcass caused all nearby great whites to vanish. A great white with sorry, that tongue tied. A great white with a satellite tag in the area was seen to immediately dive to a depth of 500 meters and then swam to Hawaii. Holy crap! Okay, wow. I didn't even know that great whites worked. Were tagged, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they tie killer, uh, like, uh, or killer whales or blue. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. Blue whales or sperm whales. That's how they keep track <laughs> of the whales. population. I wonder if that's also how they can determine how fat, how fast they can swim over any given time period. I think it'd be cool if they tagged an octopus, one of those great big, big ones, or even a, one of those great big jellyfish that. Or, you or see. one of those big, great big, yeah, octopus. Octopus are, are or squid? Are you going to be the one that like Cthulhu? <laughs> like Cthulhu, yeah. yeah. Go tag Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> a swarm of twenty thousand bees caused a car for uh, chased a car for more than twenty four hours because their queen was trapped inside. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. That's weird. <laughs> and there's a picture of the the car being completely covered with bees. Jeez. That's, some, that's like some shit you'd see in a horror movie. My horror movie, yeah. 
Definitely. Speaking of octopus <laughs> from before, hold on. It says that you shouldn't eat octopus because they contain more genes than we do. Like uh, blue jeans? Denim? <laughs> no, like <laughs> gene jeans. Oh. Well, I've eaten uh, I've eaten o- octopus at uh, sushi restaurants before. I didn't get sick from it or weird. What? Mm. I wonder I what know. that has to do with anything. You, anyway. I don't know. I'm just saying I've eaten octopus before. No, so. I mean... Wonder what having more genes in a, in an animal would have to do with anything. Oh yeah, if they've ingested denim of some kind, maybe <laughs> blue jean jacket, maybe they ate uh, a members only one. Um, and it contains it more says, fiber. It says, uh, <laughs> "What? They're too clever to eat, and they navigate mazes and open jars without instruction." And anyway, it says. That it has a lot of genes. Onions also have more genes than humans, as do tomatoes. And if we're allowed to eat those things, then we should be able to lo- allowed to eat octopus. So, I think what they're just basically saying is that octopus are are very intelligent beings. Isn't it octopi? If you're talking about more than one of them, it is. Hey, this isn't the monkeys. We're talking. It must have forwarded it on to the next. That's uh, not the monkeys. What it's, is that? It's the mamas and the papas. I don't want to listen to that crap. And the brothers and the sisters and the I didn't turn it on cousins. there. It just switched. Twice removed. Anyway. You know, all those people are dead except for one. Who? Uh, and the mamas and the papas. Uh, Michelle Phillips is the only surviving one. Michelle Phillips? Uh, uh, yeah. I know, I'm just kidding. Okay. Now we're back to monkeys. A philosophy riddle from 1688 was recently solved. If a man born blind can feel the difference between shapes such as spheres and cubes, could he, if given the ability, distinguish these objects by sight alone? By sight alone? <laughs> That's what it says. Well, the, ob- I mean, well, the so short answer to that would be no, but if you in tune to your additional senses, much like Matt Murdock does, you could see it in, this, in the way, way of being the world on oh, fire. No, no, no. It's if, if, if could he, if given the ability, distinguish if. these right. objects but listen, by it's sight like, alone? Okay, so he fills the object. He fills a circle, and he fills a square. And then he takes his hand away, and then his eyesight is given back to him. Could he look at the objects and be able to identify them? And I say hold yes. On, hold on. In 2003, five people had their sight restored through surgery, and no, they could really? not. Seriously. That's what it says. Crazy. So well, they have to relearn the whole world. That's my, yeah. Well, because their brain doesn't know how to process that kind of process different shapes, I guess. But you know, honestly. That would make sense in a certain way. I, I often hmm. wonder this. Okay, we know what beautiful and ugly is because, you know, we've been kind of trained to know what beautiful and ugly is, right? We've been so if you were blind, conditioned. If you were blind and the only way you could see how somebody looked was through feeling their face, mm-hmm. whenever they restored their sight, they would actually have a diff- maybe a, even a different perspective of what beautiful and ugly was. But what do they? Th- what if they don't know what beautiful and ugly is? That's my point. What if th- even if they felt it and they they felt the face, they just know it's a face and they know what it feels like. Well, they can't determine between shapes, so they wouldn't actually get a feeling for what somebody looks like through touching either. So say they didn't get their eyesight back, 
and they went around touching people's faces. How would they know it's beautiful or ugly? Because they're probably told. Do you know what Ray Charles used to do with groupies? Feel their arms. Why? To determine how uh, they are? big or small they were, yeah. That's you know another way he could tell? If they laid on top of him, he couldn't breathe. He'd know they were big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So rude. I don't know. I thought that was interesting, though. <laughs> okay, Could you subconsciously know when somebody, someone's laugh is fake, and the fake laugh activates a part of your brain linked to the deciphering emotions. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. You could? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you kind of look like the Joker when you do uh. that. How about oh. this? You only do that when it's you think something's really funny. Yeah, and your eyes are closed. You can't possibly... Tr- now you just look scary. You just look retarded. Y'all get away from me. No, uh, I, You're, you're supposed certain. to be able to hear it and tell, not see it and tell. <laughs> well, that's not what it said. What did it, read it again. You subconsciously know when someone's laugh is fake. Right. And the fake laugh activates a part of your brain linked with deciphering emotions. It's not looking at somebody. It's like listening. It's all about looking. It's look, Shut it's your the face up. Let's move on. There's Shh. 90% of language is done through body language. Whatever. I'm going to give you some body language in a minute. That's why people, when they read emails, they often, More than get, I've gotten. They, they often get pissed or they often... I'm not giving them that kind of body language. You know what I'm saying? When somebody reads an email, it's hard to, to decipher what if what their meaning is behind the words. Yes, which is why there's also something called email and uh, email etiquette. There you go. The most expensive pencil in the world is made of 240-year-old olive wood and features a sharpener made with white gold and diamonds. Wow. Does it say how much it's worth? It costs $10,000. Oh my did? God! Why? Is it in a museum somewhere? Might as well be. Someone used it. Or at the factory, the company that made it. Someone has used this pencil. Somebody's used this pencil. What the hell did they use it for? I, uh, I don't know. To sign Pre- their name on a thank you card for their mother's birthday. A prenup. <laughs> Hopefully not to stick up their ass because that's the only. <laughs> We're past that special K. Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> Vincent Van Gogh sold only one painting during his lifetime. I believe it. The average human body contains 0.2 milligrams of pure gold. I wish I could poop that out. Me too. Well, just 0.2, that's that's a whole lot. Hey, that's some money. (laughs) Harvard has a pigment library where the sources of rare colors are stored. These sources include ground shells of now extinct insects, poisonous metals, and wrappings from Egyptian mummies. Hmm. Hmm. Hey, I read an article one time. Let's talk about colors. This is important. I read an article one time where we could not identify the color blue because no one had given it a name. So nobody knew what blue was. So if we were looking at these walls, we wouldn't be able to, to like say it's, say it's bright blue, blue or whatever. Yeah. Because we'd be like, it's a color, but, you know, there was no color given to it. So or no name given to it, yeah. Yeah, no name given to it. So here's my question. Okay, this is kind of right. deep. All right. 
since that has happened, how do we know we don't all see things? Because they couldn't see it. They couldn't see the color blue. How do we know that's not already happening? Like, there's things that we can't look at because we haven't identified the color. Well, let me throw this one at you. Let's say I hold up uh, this this CD here. Uh-huh. You see that green right there? Yeah. I identify this as green. Yeah. How do I know that what you're seeing is the same color? I don't know. Because our eyes are completely different. What I see as green may be red to you. That's green to me, though. But that's we both know it is green. Yeah. But when I look at a color, I was born not knowing what this color was called. Somebody told me that. Yeah. That's true. So what if it's red and someone told me it was green? And what if it's green and well, you what know if it's they green? see red and they just know it is green because everybody else says it's green? Okay. And I see red every time Shelly opens up her mouth. What <laughs> color is this? And let's do it on three. One, two, three. Orange. Orange. Penis. <laughs> what? Sorry, you said color. Uh. <laughs> what the keep hell? Keep going. Keep going. I thought you said, "What does it look like?" I, it looks like a Muppet penis, is what it looks like. <laughs> oh, you said Muppet penis. Whatever. Now, see, that's her really laughing right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. All right, last one. There's a device called sound laser that can uh, that can project audio to a specific location through a narrow ultrasonic beam if you used one you could play a song from your friend across the room and have only them hear it that's an interesting concept I'm not sure exactly how that would work or why you would even want that just make people go crazy well, watch, this. watch this this bitch has pissed me off. I'm gonna make her hear music. <laughs> that would be awesome. Y'all hear this? No, I don't hear shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> Slow down on that drinking. And uh, oh wait, I got one more. Do it to your teacher. One more. God. Roller coaster loops are never circular, but instead are designed. They're oval shaped, aren't they? They're never circular. That's what it says. But instead are designed with an upside-down teardrop shape. This is because perfect circular loops will subject riders to up to 6 Gs of G-force, causing them to get injured. It's right. It is more like a teardrop shape than a... Yeah, like oval-shaped. Oval. oval. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Woo! Cool. Those are good ones this week. I yeah, like that was I good. I like those, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't sound like I was reading them for the first time. You didn't. I know. I didn't even have to say it one time. Practice makes perfect, <laughs> as we all know, <laughs> even though those were the first time I read them. I know. So with yeah. that being said, I'm sure you have the Diva Music queued up. Damn it. Oh. Uh, Failed again. I was too worried about <laughs> my, my stinking... Just like all your toys. All right. All your toys. Mm-hmm. The monkeys are singing about... Things. Sexual playthings. Uh, cheap and easy. No, that's not Shelly. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, oh, from what I understand, I'm bored. Here we go. Here we go. Here it is. I have it saved. You ready? Yes.
can't stop the monkeys. Sorry, like sushi it. news. Sushi news. Starring sushi. Starring. Starring. <laughs> sushi. Reading the news. It's weird. It's sushi. It's news. And she has to have this as her own music track. She talks into a Muppet penis. <laughs> it's sushi news. <laughs> Go. Go. <laughs> Stoned man calls cops after mistaking dog bite for a gunshot wound. Truth proved to be stranger than fiction when police in Texas were called to a reported shooting Thursday. The alleged victim told the first cop to, that arrived on the scene at his mobile home in Grossbeck, 40 miles east of Waco, that he'd been shot in his left buttock while sitting on the porch. Where were you hit? In the buttock, sir. But after a brief investigation, the Goosebeck Police Department officer realized that wasn't actually the case. It was a million-dollar wound. So here is actually the report. I never saw any of that money. To quell the it to somebody else. <laughs> Forgot about that line. <laughs> to quell the rumor concerning a reported shooting today, I want to offer this brief explanation. We responded to a report of a shooting at a local mobile home park. Officer Cox arrived on scene first and was flagged down by a male who stated he believed he'd been shot in the left buttocks. While sitting on a porch. During the course of the investigation... So, did Officer Cox look at his buttocks? Uh, <laughs> now we're going to think it's satire going f- trying to finish this up, man. I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> during the course of the investigation, it was the determined... intercourse? During the course of the investigation, it was determined that the victim had been smoking marijuana on the porch... As the thunderstorm passed through the area, the louder thunder scared one of the dogs, causing it to nip the victim in the left buttock. He believed he'd been shot and subsequently called the police, and he was treated at the scene by EMS and released. What state was this, did you say earlier? I did. I said Texas. Oh, it was Texas, okay. Yeah. Surprised they didn't try to get him uh, as under the influence of marijuana or search his house for at anything. At that point, I'm sure Officer Cox was like, this fool. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> sh- I'm sure we'll be the last state to have it legalized too this or fool. decriminalized. This he, fool. He has a nice buttocks. <laughs> Family uses winking face emoji to announce grandmother's death. <laughs> a winking face emoji announced the death of a beloved grandmother in a local Spanish newspaper on Saturday. Here we go. Carmen Bustamante Borrango had told her children that when she died, she wanted to be remembered in El Peridico de Catalunya with her favorite symbol, National Daily Newspaper reported. After she died at her home in Barcelona at the age of 75 on Friday, her offspring immediately put her plan into action. Hey, your Spanish lessons paid off. That was a really good pronunciation. I hope so. And, uh, that I didn't have to correct one single word. That kind of <laughs> reminds me of that, that Facebook thing that was going around where they were showing parents uh, trying to use texting without yeah. really understanding. There was one was like, uh, Aunt something died, LOL. And the, the daughter Why goes... Why is that funny? The daughter goes, Mom, wh- why, why are you laughing? And she goes, what do you mean? Well, you wrote LOL. Yeah, that means lots of love. No, Mom, it means laugh out loud. Oh, my God, i got to call a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> that one. 
God. On Saturday, the announcement of her death was published on page 38 of the newspaper and on its website, complete with the cheeky graphic, which is more commonly associated with electronic messages and websites. She finished her journey in this world at her home, the notice read. She was a character and a great mother who never stopped being a child. Her son, Roman Zabal, who wrote the obituary, told El Pais. He said she communicated with her children via the instant messaging app, WhatsApp, and that the winking face emoji was her favorite. The cause of her death is unknown. So she wanted her announcement to have the winking face emoji. Oh, there you go. Nice. All right. Oh, you know, when Clayton died, we, we had on his uh, tombstone, you, this sucks. Yeah, and it had, there's a smiley there's face There's a smiley on face. It. Winking smiley Winking face. Winking smiley there face. There is. I've seen it. So that's interesting. Okay. Uh, this guy removed all of his teeth to beat the record for most straws in the mouth. In New Delhi, on May the 26th, an Indian man obsessed with setting Guinness World's record got 366 flags tattooed on his body and had all of his teeth removed so he could put nearly 500 drinking straws and more than 50 burning candles in his mouth. Har Parkash Rishi, who claims to have set more than 20 records, records, now calls himself Guinness Rishi. Jeez. My name is Guinness Rishi. Born, no, it Guinness Rishi. Born in 1942 in a cinema hall in the capital, New Delhi, Rishi first got into the Guinness Book of World Records in 1990 when the two friends he rode a scooter for 1,001 hours. The passion to get his name in the record book led him to perform some bizarre acts, including delivering a pizza from New Delhi to San Francisco and gulping a bottle of tomato ketchup in less than four minutes. Yeah. He even got his family... Sick just thinking about that. <laughs> I know. Fuck. He even got his family involved. His wife, Bimla, holds a 1991 record for writing the words, the world's shortest will all to son. While it is the tattoos on his body, more than 500 in all, that brought him fame, Rishi, an auto parts manufacturer by profession, says the toughest one was stuffing the straws in his mouth. I am the world record holder of 496 straws in my mouth, and for that record, I needed space. I had to remove every tooth so that I could put maximum straws in my mouth before reenacting the feed on camera. Stupid. Okay. And my last one. Real-life version of Fred Flintstone's car found illegally parked in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Figures. Where else would it be? The city of Key West, Florida, put out a call for help to find the owner of a most unusual illegally parked vehicle, a replica of a car from the Flintstones. The city said in a Facebook post that a Stone Age vehicle resembling that driven by Fred Flintstone and company in the classic cartoon series was found illegally parked without anyone around to claim the unique piece of property. This Flintstones car is in front of 828 Emma Street. It is illegally parked in the public right-of-way. It's been red-tagged by the city and would really like to find the owner before we have to take it away. The owner has not yet come forward. Please, if you know whose it is, let them know. Please help us find the owner of this ride quickly, the post said. Have they tried bedrock? (laughs) I don't know. The post yielded 
Several tongue-in-cheek comments recommending city officials look up Fred Flintstone and Buddy Barney Rubble in the local telephone directory or check with Mr. Slate at the Rock Quarry. Even the official Facebook account for the Flintstones got into the action commenting, Sorry about that, Fred Flintstone. Uh. The city later updated the post to say the vehicle's owner had been identified. The owner has been located. Thanks to everyone who helped on this. And thanks for all the funny remarks. This island is awesome, city officials wrote. So what does the car look like? Does it actually look like it's made from the same kind of materials? Or is it actually a motor car that just had the body that was maybe customized to look like the Fred Flintstone's foot pedal car? Hold on. So, okay. It looks like they used PVC pipe to create the overhang. Yeah, the bones. Um, the material is zebra stripe material for the seats. It's got um, two seats in it, like front and back seats. It's got little pillows with bones on the back seat. And in the back uh, part where the tarp hangs down, it's in the shape of a bone. On the front is uh. horns. And it looks like the front wheel is like a trash can, but I think it's just that they made it into a roller. I don't I don't know, but it does look pretty authentic. <laughs> it it looks like it could have been a um a prop. Well, no, like uh you know those things that you do you you ride in when you're golfing, a golf cart. Oh, golf cart. Looks like a golf cart they converted into a Flintstone car. Ah. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. And that's all I got. All right. Awesome. So you guys want to try and stump you want to try and stump me this week special K? I always want to try. All right. All right. So we're going to go. And I didn't even bring my phone today. So So <laughs> do you want to do something different? Do you want to do Star Wars? Let's go back to that. Yeah. Okay. We haven't done that. We've laid off on that a while because we were heavy on the Star Wars trivia for a while, I think, which started with the occurrence 50. Okay. Let me dig in there because Peter Ball is in the way. That is her mannequin head that she practiced on cosmetology school when she learned how to cut hair. Something more like She named uh, it Peter. Which I think Peter's a homosexual because he always w- also wears makeup. That's that was some I don't know who did that. It looks more like Sinead O'Connor now. It's our transgender representative. Represent, oh yeah, Markham did that. Representing RIP. <laughs> Peter's not our mascot. All right, now I don't remember if I've asked these before because I don't remember which side to grab from. I'm kicking his ass when we're done. FYI. Yeah, is our intro going to keep score for us or not? What? Don't yell at me. Who in the world has an e-machine? Oh, that's mine. I had that disc out last week when I was trying to get uh, Sushi's old laptop back up and running because I had pictures of her boy whenever he was little. For his birthday. All right, I'm just gonna ask, but I, and I'll I couldn't keep boot track. with it. Oh, you got it. I can just pull the hard drive and put a USB external. We on need it. to make um, we need to make a stump the robo tuner. Dun, 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 dun. We need to make like a thingy. Dun, 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 dun. Just like that. Hey, can nah, you? Can not you very take, convincing. Can you take that and just <laughs> do, some, do something? Do something with segment. it? Huh? I think we should rename the segment. What do you want to call it? Kenneth loses every week. <laughs> yeah. Beat you, Kenneth's ass. You don't lose every week. 
I lose more than I win. I haven't kept track of of how many you've won fair and square. And I want you to know that when I don't win fair and square and we do this, it's usually her right there. Do you want to switch places? No. Do you want you want to read the cards and I'll I'll do the thing? Uh, well, if we're going to do Star Wars, probably not. Okay. Because yeah. you will lose badly. Why will I lose? Because you know nothing about Star Wars. Actually, she she knows a fair pretty I'm fair amount. I'm just messing with her, man. Oh, okay. Come on, man. Good, he, good. he can't let you joke. It's just not in his nature. It just goes above my head sometimes. It's too correct, you correctors. <laughs> Are you ready, Alex? Come on, okay. yell. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Who said? It kind of sounds like when we're playing that game together. Hey, Kenneth, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Repels. Here, here's the money. I gotta go. <laughs> All right, Shelly, read the question, <laughs> baby. Who said? Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Special K, Princess Leia. Correct. What's her last name? It doesn't say. No, I'm asking Kenneth if he knows. I d- I'm asking your dad if he knows, not oh, you. I know. I just the Skywalker. <laughs> that would have been it her have been. name, but or Amadala if she didn't want to. Um, she didn't take her mother's name. If she didn't. If she took her mother's name, it yeah, it would be. But she became the child of another planet uh, that got blown up in the first movie, which was Alderaan. Alderaan. And who was the senator from that same planet that adopted her? Mm. He was played by Jimmy Smith. You're going to say, and I'm going to remember. Organa. Organa. Bail Organa was her her adopted father. Yeah, Yeah. Leia Organa was her name. (sighs) He lost the question, but he just couldn't help. No, I was just asking to see if he knew. Are you taking he, wanted, he wants to rattle me. That's okay. I don't know. I'm rattled. What did Luke Skywalker do toward the end of the Battle of Yavin that distressed the rebels? A, he turned off his targeting computer. Oh. B, he ejected his astromech droid. C, he turned his ship around. Or D, he fired and missed. Special K. Go ahead. He got it. A. Well, and you also gave it away, but because it shoots you right, you said, "Oh, <laughs> don't make it so obvious." Whoops. What was in Zone Twelve moving east? Special K. Yes. The Death Star. No. Oh. No, you cannot answer. Why not? You're taking score. You're taking score. You're not competing. All right, I want him to answer. What is it? What do you think it is? Mm. that or mm, I'm say. I was go- Robot tuner. I was going to guess the Millennium Falcon. No, it's the probe droid. It's a probe droid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> he read that over your shoulder. Yeah, he did. Sorry. I'm sure he did. Because he doesn't, he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know Star Wars at all. I know. Right. Who destroyed the Death Star? Which one? Well, this <laughs> this box only covers. <laughs> hold on, this box only covers. Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, what are we talking about? It only covers. I mean, death, there was two Death Stars in between. Were they both called the Death Star? Yeah. yeah. 
Well, shit, I don't know. <laughs> Robo-Tuner, Luke uh-huh. Skywalker. Correct. That's now, it. if they said the new Death Star, then I would answer differently. Yeah, it would have been... Um, well, no, they're not the new one, of course. This box isn't from the new movie. No, no, no. no. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. Yeah, Which they referred to that as the new Death Star. There was a lot of people that helped with the second one. It had, you know, Luke Skywalker was on the ground crew that got rid of the shield. And then you had... Um, Lando. Lando Calrissian, who was... And Nim And the... Uh, that squadron of, of X-Wings behind yeah. the Millennium Falcon that killed the, the second one. Yeah, because they got inside the core and they just shot at it. Which is funny to me because with every power station, with every right. Death Star they made, they made it easier and easier to blow up. <laughs> it's almost like they're either giving up or they're just hiring some really lazy fucking engineers. That's, that's they're like, first time you, you had to just perfectly target a missile to go down a hole... The next one, you just fly through a big hole and blow up the middle. The third one, you just had to get on the top and blow up an, uh, an oscillator. That's it. All right, next. Where did the exhaust port the rebel pilots had to target lead directly to? Special K, the core, right? The fusion reactor? Yes. What did Han Solo call Obi-Wan Kenobi? Robo Tuner. I already asked this. Old fossil? Correct. Where'd you dig up that old fossil? Yep. Hold on. Let me see if I can find new ones because I've already asked those. Okay. Who was in charge of Echo Base on Hoth? Special K, wasn't it Leia? No. Oh, no, the Robotuner. General Reekin. Yes. Uh-huh. She was the one giving all the orders. And that's to those uh, group of pilots, yeah. Who said, then I'll see you in hell? Road tuner. I'm not even finished Sorry. reading the question. Okay. Finish reading the question. Sorry. <laughs> After receiving a stern warning from a concerned rebel officer. Robo tuner. Okay. On solo. Correct. You know, that's one of two uh, moments in the entire saga that I've noticed that kind of break the long time ago in a galaxy far, far away a bit. Because... That seems to imply that they are, or that they that they have some hint of Christianity, because hell is something that is only mentioned in yeah. that. And in episode one, uh, Captain, uh, whatever the captain of the guards was at Naboo said, if we don't do anything, we're all going to be sitting ducks, which is something that only exists on the planet Earth. Well, hold on. Now that that's. Assuming that Captain Panaka, that's it. That's assuming that we're we're uh, not taking the uh, the paradoxical thought of maybe it's a translator because if they really were from a distant galaxy far far away, they would not be speaking English. Oh yeah, that, there is that too. But they don't refer to the language as English; they refer to it as common. Yeah, but we understand it because and it's the, translated to English. Yeah, right. If you stay in the fantasy world, then. Then maybe it doesn't break the fourth wall when they say that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. That's just the little idiosyncrasy that I've noticed. It's like when I was playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Instead of saying God, they would say gods or the fourteen. Ah, uh, and then in World of Warcraft, the anytime you talk to the NPC troops, they say "Light be with you." Right. What did Yoda tell Luke Skywalker about his father? A. He was a great friend. B, he was a Sith Lord. C, he was the best star pilot in the galaxy. Or D, he was a powerful Jedi. Special K, powerful Jedi. Correct. Who instructed Luke Skywalker to go to Dagobah system? Special K. 
You got it. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Correct. How many is that, Alex? All right, I'm going to ask five more and then we're done. Okay. Who told Han Solo that he was a good fighter? Special K. Was it Princess Leia? No. No, I thought at one point she was like... Robotuner, General Regan. Correct. You're a good fighter pilot, Solo. I hate to lose you. Ah, okay. Empire Strikes Back on Hawthorne. Who, due to his superior's incompetence, was promoted from captain to admiral during the Battle of Hoth? It was on the Emperor's side. Empire side. I, I know the person that they're talking about, but I don't remember his name. I can't either. Yeah, I mean, this is for... Wow, yeah, I have no clue. This is one of those like really deep, deep Star Wars fans that... Remember every little detail. Yeah, and, and have one of those. and have uh, the fucking um, action figures of every single person, and probably the the, the blueprints of uh, the Millennium Falcon and all the Death Stars to scale. Oh yeah. Who due to okay, so um, A Captain Need, B Captain Piat, C Captain Charge, or D Captain Solo. Special K was B. Correct. I recognize the name, so she's your boy. Your boy got it too. Yeah, he's w- running all over, all excited. Yeah. Who said you are beaten? Robotuner. Mm-hmm. Count Dooku. No. Mm-hmm. Special K, uh, the Emperor. No. Dooku. No. Darth Vader. <laughs> I already said Dooku. <laughs> what strange creature did Luke Skywalker encounter? On Dagobah. Robotuner? Mm-hmm. Yoda? Yes. That was the only creature. <laughs> no, there was the one that... Aside from the, the 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 shadow of Vader that actually turned about out well, to be his own reflection. The, what about the creature in the swamp that uh, grabbed a hold of uh, R2-D2? Oh. And the X-Wing. They never said what that was. That's true. They never did, but who knows with Star Wars lore if they named it. Yeah, that's true. I bet if you go on w- Wikipedia, it would tell you. Oh, What was the first... Who was the Personal first to space. track... Get back. Who was turn the Alex, f- other side. Who now. was the first to track Han Solo to Cloud City? Special K, wasn't it Boba Fett? Yes. Okay, that's it. Okay. I think you actually got Were me you this even week. Taking score, what is it? Score is six. With special, special K has six. Robotuner has seven. What? What? I won. Y- yes. I thought he won. There wasn't any that we missed, and there's 15 questions. Well, yeah. Two of y'all, two of them, y'all didn't answer because someone else got them. Uh, there was one, but I don't remember two. Well, Markham got one too. That was 14 questions then. That was 15 questions. <gasps> it was 15, Alexander. Mm. Well, I'm sorry, 7 7. <sighs> Robotuner wins because I don't care. <laughs> uh, actually, I seriously thought you beat me this week. Uh, we'll have to listen back and find out. Okay. You're fired. All right. Ooh. And you're grounded. So I'm going to stop this so you can beat your son's ass over here. All right. So thanks for turning in, tuning in this Memorial Day. And as always, if you want to be a guest, send me an email, fujiwa at gmail.com, F-U-J-I-W-A-H. 
And fun facts, send us to Special K, Special K at RoboTunerPodcast.com. And then if you've got any news stories, send them to Shelly. Sushi, S-I-U-X-S-H-I at RoboTunerPodcast.com. We're live every Sunday on Mixler at 7 p.m. Central Time. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at RoboTunerIP. You can also call and leave us a voicemail at 682-325-1696. And check out the rest of these dudes. The Jerry Jonestown Massacre, Funky Town Podcast, The Digital Frustrations Network, A Typical DFW Podcast, and The Intoxicated Gamer. All right. We're going to drink to those that had died for our country. Red Pants. Doing the podcast. Robo-Tuner, master of debacles. Doing the podcast. Sushi Strange News. Doing the podcast. Special case fun back. Doing the podcast. Pooping for pop can. Doing the podcast. Get on me. Doing the podcast. Red Pants Theater. Doing the podcast. You can't put the chains on, Robo-Tuner. Red Pants.